What's happening? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, coming to you today to talk about drugs. My experience, um, my opinions, my advice, and something that I had as a question from one of my readers, um, and I thought that I should really expand on that, okay, because a lot of you guys liked my video on um, TRT and pro-hormones and what you should expect for performance-enhancing drugs, but I want to give you one on what you should expect and what you need to know about recreational drugs, okay? So let me give you a bit of my history first. Um, basically, in high school, I drank a little bit, I smoked weed a bit, but I, I was never heavy into anything. When I got to university, I became a complete pothead because I had no mission, I had no motivation, I had nothing going on, and... The guy who delivered our pitas asked us on a whim if we wanted some weed. And from that day forward, we started ordering that shit, you know, every other day. And I was spending as much money on weed as I was on food. And you can see that at 19 and 20, my priorities were fucked up. And weed became a big problem for me. It was, it was fun at first, but I started to get paranoid. I killed my motivation. I was getting you know, um, a cough and I was getting sick every couple months and it just wasn't working very well. I came back to Toronto from Montreal and I became a trader and we, we were drinking like crazy as traders. We would, we would get off at three thirty in the afternoon. Some days we'd make like four or five grand and go to the bar and drop 200 bucks like it's nothing. Uh, and just, we were drinking five days a week, at least. And I was, I was smoking, I was still smoking cigarettes, so I was smoking like almost a pack a day. It was not a good, not a good place. But the alcohol was never, alcohol's never been a real uh, big problem for me. So, but the cigarettes were huge. And I would try and quit smoking, I would quit for like a week, and then I would have a few drinks, and then I'd be smoking again. So I realized that I had to quit both of them. And I actually quit watching a bootlegged copy of RSD's The Blueprint back when Tyler was fat and had long hair. And I pirated it, sorry to those guys. And he, it wasn't that there was anything specific about it, he was just pimping positivity. He was just, he was just hammering positivity. And by the end of that, I was just like, you know, I gotta get this shit together. And so from 23 to 30, I didn't have a cigarette, I didn't have an, um, a, a sip of alcohol, and no weed, nothing. 30, my birthday comes around, um, I have a few drinks, and then I start to say, you know what, I can have a few drinks every week, and it's not a problem. And then I started to experiment with stuff like Fenibit, which I found through Good Looking Loser, who has a good, uh, a good website for guys and Tratum, which I also found through him, and you know different compounds that I found through my myself. There's another good site called PillScout.com, who's got a lot of good reviews on stuff. And so I started to play around with um, different compounds, and not particularly to get high, but just to see if like I can increase my productivity and I can increase my well-being and stuff like that. And so here. It, are the things that I've experienced with, with drugs. And the first thing I would say is that if you can be consistently happy without drugs, in 
and I'm talking about even without caffeine, that's the ideal, okay? If you are consistently happy, you have consistent energy, you're healthy, and you can do it without drugs, that is the absolute ideal. I would recommend complete drug-free lifestyle um, if that is available to you, if, if it's possible for you, and if you, if you're a relatively happy guy, I wouldn't recommend fucking with drugs. Just like if you're already a, a relatively big guy and you put on muscle quickly, I wouldn't recommend fucking with the steroids. Okay, like if you can get a lot um, of benefits naturally, I wouldn't touch anything, including caffeine. In fact, caffeine is probably the most addictive drug that there is, or at least next to nicotine, um, caffeine I've been using for the last seven years every day and I'm 100% addicted to it. So I would avoid any drug if at all possible if you have a lot of energy and you are a positive type of guy. The next thing I would say is avoid like the hardcore drugs like the plague, especially dopamine agonists. By dopamine agonist, I mean stuff like cocaine, stuff like nicotine, um, stuff like Adderall, the type of drugs that get you fired up. Uh, the, the dopamine drugs are the most addictive drugs in the world. Crack cocaine um, is another one because you can take phenobit and be good for the whole day. All right, you can have a couple beers and cruise through the night, but the dopamine drug, when that dopamine high wears off even a little bit, you're gonna want that next hit. That's why guys do a bump of coke and then another bump 10 minutes later and have another cigarette 10 minutes later or they're doing the crack cocaine and just another hit, another hit, another hit, okay? So if you're gonna avoid any type of drug, avoid the dopamine agonist. I've never done cocaine because I knew that the way I was with cigarettes, which was, you know, a dopamine agonist, I knew that cocaine would have been a fucking nightmare for me. And I worked in finance, I was trading, and cocaine is big, big in that scene, okay? If you don't, if you don't know already, a lot of guys in finance are in on Adderall or cocaine, either to get through the day or deal with the stress, or just because they're so stressed, you know, you wanna party hard at night and have some fun. And I've seen a lot of guys go down on coke, and it's super expensive and super addictive, and will fuck up your life. And I would just say avoid cocaine like the plague, Adderall, all the dopamine agonists avoid like the plague, all right? The other drugs you wanna avoid are the real hardcore ones. Uh, heroin, obviously. Crack cocaine, obviously. Um, LSD, okay? I had uh, one of my readers asking me about LSD. LSD was synthesized by CIA for, for their MK Ultra operation to see how they can mold soldiers and mold people to do what they want, all right? This was not the hippie, peaceful um, drug that people think it is. This is a serious fucking, serious, serious drug where people get flashbacks 10 years later. You're not allowed to be a pilot if you've done LSD. And even in uh, microdosing like an LSD analog, I knew a couple guys who were doing that, I would still avoid it. Uh, yes, you might be able to get some experiences out of it and you might be able to um, tap into a different level of consciousness, but there are, I think, more safer drugs to be able to do that. I would not, I would not touch any of those heavy psychedelics because one bad trip and you're down and you might not be coming back. Or, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen when you give control to the drug. 
Okay, you don't want any drug where you're out of control. You never want to get high enough or you never want to be in a state where you've lost control because anything can happen, all right? You want to have, you want to keep control, all right? So I wouldn't touch any of those drugs. So the dopamine agonists are no. The hardcore drugs are no. The one exception, okay, and I'm not, this is just for entertainment purposes, um, and of course, I'm not telling you to break the law, but MDMA, someone who isn't me, has done M once, best day of his life, went to a, a festival, had an amazing time, and you just need to know that you're getting like pure shit. You need to have like someone who's got a testing kit, okay, because you can't just fucking buy this shit off some random guy and assume that it's going to be pure MDMA. It's not. It's probably not going to be. But doing something like that once a quarter, I don't think is the worst thing in the world if you don't have an addictive personality, okay? If you don't have an addictive personality. That's the key. Um, the key to experimenting with any drug is that you have to be strong. You have to be mentally strong. And... You have to have what I call an achievement mentality. And your achievement mentality is your moat. It is your protection, okay? If you read my book, How to Get Organized, you can find it on my site, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. I've got a, like an automatic to-do list of everything I have to do in my life, automatically set up for every day. So I just look at my Wonderlist app, and I know what I have to do. And that's what I wake up and live for. I live for getting my tasks done because I know that when I get my physique tasks and my business tasks and my lifestyle tasks and the chores and everything like my life is is going to be great okay and i have that achievement mentality so i wake up to get shit done and then at the at, at the end of the day then i switch to sort of like a pleasure seeking mentality where i'm like okay let's go get a nice dinner maybe find a movie find a book to read hang out with a girl um you know have a few drinks or something like that and then you're okay but you want you, you, the the majority of your life to, to be with that achievement mentality because your achievement mentality protects you from getting into a serious addiction because anytime you feel that you're okay this is fucking my shit up I you're gonna get rid of that thing because you value achievement over pleasure you get high off of building stuff and your mission and your business over chasing pleasure if you have a pleasure-seeking mentality like I did when I was 19 and 20, then you're just going to sit around smoking weed and jerking off all day because you don't have any fucking goals. You don't have any direction. So if you are going to start playing with the drugs a little bit, you've, that's the first thing you have to have down. You have to have that achievement mentality and you have to be mentally strong. Okay? You can't be the type of person who's weak and easily addicted because otherwise you just can't start fucking with these things. Okay, and it's unfortunate, but the guys who need the drugs the most, the guys who's really unhappy, who's really depressed, who has nothing going on and, and who is mentally weak is going to need the drug a lot more than the happy, positive guy with the achievement mentality. But unfortunately, that's the kind of guy who can't be fucking with drugs because it's going to become a problem. Whereas the guy who doesn't really need it and it's just like a little bonus to his life that's the guy who can fuck with it because it won't become a problem, okay? So if you're really in that fucking struggling mentality, you need to like get that handled and, and get into that achievement mentality and that, and that winning mentality before you start fucking with this stuff. Even like 
some of the lighter drugs, okay? So like when I'm reviewing stuff like Phenibit and Kratom, I always say like if you have an addictive personality or like you're, you're really fucked up right now, you can't even mess with this, I don't think. Um, because it can easily turn into something bad. Okay, so with that said, all right, no dopamine agonists, no hardcore shit like crack cocaine and heroin, get the achievement mentality, and then there's a few drugs that I think can be beneficial. First one's Fenibit, you can check out my video on that one, and once or twice a week, that makes you feel really chill, really happy, uh, low anxiety. It's a great drug. I like it. Um, but I have to admit, there was a few periods where I've, I've used it more than a couple times a week. When I was in sales, I tested it five days a week because I was selling so much on it. I was, I was like doubling, tripling my figures five times a week, but that was too much. Okay, and even since then, I would I would creep up to like okay two three times, and then some weeks it's four, and I'm like okay, got to bring it back down. All right, for me, Fenibit's a little bit too good, so it's almost like playing with fire, but it's not quite there yet. I'm able to keep that one under control. If it is spiraling out of control for you, then you just gotta get rid of it. The other big one, Kratom, which unfortunately I can't get here in Thailand. I like, I don't like it as much as Fenibit, but I really like it for workouts, for energy. Uh, takes a bit of your sex drive off. Uh, but again, I would only recommend that once or twice a week. Meng Da is my favorite strain because it gives you a lot of energy and it's a bit of a painkiller, so you can get one or two extra reps at the gym. And if you look at Good Looking Loser, they're all about Kratom over there and he's got a site, happyhippoherbals.com, which is good. However, I do not recommend the Kratom lifestyle. Like a lot of the GLL guys are on the, of the Kratom every day, and I've tried that, and they say that if you rotate strains, um, you know, you can, you can uh, use it every day without developing intolerance, but I've tried that, and I just started to feel kind of like a zombie. I felt like zonked out, even if I was rotating strains. Maybe if I found different strains or, um, I tweaked it a bit more, it could be a bit different, but for me, I don't like doing any drug every day. I don't like doing any serious drug every day. The only one that I do is, is caffeine. And uh, you know, I'm addicted to that, and whenever I start to taper off caffeine, my productivity is gonna be fucked. Like if I'm trying to taper off caffeine, I know for the next two weeks, I'm barely gonna be able to get a video out every day to you guys because I'm just gonna be fucking bedridden. Um, so it is what it is. So that's it for, for Kratom and Fenibit. I mean, if you're strong, you got an achievement mentality a couple times a week. Caffeine, I mean, I'm addicted to it, but my life is, has been better with caffeine than it was without it. Like, yeah, I get up, I get focused, it gets me out, out the door, moving, all that shit, and I use it on an intermittent fasting schedule. So I wake up six o'clock, take my caffeine pill, get on the elliptical, do my yoga, get in the shower, come back, take another um, half of the caffeine pill. So that's 200 milligrams. Don't eat till noon. Then I usually have a bit more caffeine at noon with um, some theanine or some 5-HTP or something like that. And I would avoid caffeine if you already have good energy, but if you don't have energy, you know, 
is kind of a deal with the devil, but it comes with his benefits. Like I couldn't have got through my career in sales without caffeine, period. I just didn't, I, I just don't have the natural energy. Even when I'm eating healthy and getting up early, I'm, I'm just not naturally super high energy. So I needed it to work and I still need it to some degree. Um, the other good ones that I like are 5-HTP, magnesium, and theanine. I just did a video on theanine. So the way that my cycle looks right now is caffeine every day, and then I'll take theanine, 100 to 200 milligrams, five days a week. And Monday to Friday, I'll take a 5-HTP pill before night, as well as magnesium, which relaxes you, helps you sleep, and takes a lot of the anxiety and edge off during the week. Knocks your energy down like 10 to 15%, but it's still really good. And then on the weekend, I'll dip into some Fenibit. If I was able to get Kratom in Thailand, then I would do Kratom probably two days a week. So I would have the same schedule, the same drug schedule, but Fenibit two days a week, Kratom two days a week. Okay, now that's a lot of drugs, but to me, it's lifestyle optimization. And if you're, like I said, if you're a naturally really happy guy, then God bless you. But for me, regular life is a little bit fucking boring, especially because my whole last six, seven years has just been about building businesses. Okay. I had my online magazine. I had that failed. Other online magazine that failed. So I'm working a job then I'm doing my online magazine. Then I'm doing a tech business and I'm doing RLD and I'm doing an Amazon FBA and, and you know, I push myself really hard. So, you know, a lot of the time, having something that makes me feel a bit better and feel a bit more productive is really helpful, at least till I get to a point where I can stop doing so much work. And the other thing that you have to take into account is that pretty much everyone has a vice, okay? And you, you want your vice to be not as non-damaging as possible. I don't, I don't believe that you can go without a vice. You look at my man, Caleb Jones, he's got a blog called Black Dragon Blog, and I love his blog. And he's very anti-drug. He doesn't do any drugs, including caffeine. But he's a sex addict, and he's, he's got a bit overweight, and he's, you know, he, he mentions he's got a problem with junk food and stuff. And... That was my experience too. When I was like 23 to 30 and I wasn't doing any anything, no alcohol, no drugs or whatever, I was chasing down girls like crazy, okay? That was my heaviest player period because I'm working a sales job that I fucking hate and I'm thinking like, the only thing I have to look forward to is like a nice dinner and maybe I can get a new girl to come over. So. My diet was not great in those periods. It was like, okay, let me get through this day in sales and I'll have that pizza and that girl. And so it was like, I quit the alcohol and cigarettes and all the drugs, but it was still going somewhere else, okay? And the junk food is, to me is almost as bad as the drugs, if not more bad if you're eating it consistently. And the way that I was having girls, one after the other, three or four girls a week, you know, where I'm exhausted, I'm ejaculating all the time and, and I'm putting so much effort into just like this rotating string of girls that I don't really care about was also not particularly a healthy way to live, I don't think. Um, so 
you have to keep that in mind, all right? I, I don't think that anyone can live without some type of advice or some type of thing that you do for enjoyment, especially if you're pushing yourself hard. So you need to look at it from like a realistic perspective, all right? Like a lot of the guys I worked with in sales would go home and smoke weed almost every night. And they would come in like, man, I gotta quit weed. I was like, why? Oh, well, my wife doesn't like me doing it. I was like, well, you're, you work a super high pressure job, okay? That some of that stress release has to go somewhere. And smoking a bit of weed, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, okay? Because I'm like, okay, if you quit weed, what's gonna happen? You're gonna start drinking more. If you quit that too, where is that gonna go? Where is that? Obviously, you need something extra. Where is that gonna go? where it's going to be positive. So that's the thing that you have to understand is like, if you're going to be quitting something, where is that going to go? What's going to get you that same relief? And you know, how do you go at doing that? So to me, I think instead of trying to pretend like you're perfect and you're not going to have any vices, you just try and pick the vices that are least harmful to you. Okay. So if that means that you want to have a couple beers on Friday and you want to smoke weed at night a few times and you want to do crab or fenivit a few times a week, as long as it's not a problem, I think it's perfectly okay. Um, the only thing I would say is be careful with the weed because the weed, um, in my experience, is anxiety city, paranoia city. I can't even smoke weed. I can't smoke weed at all now because I, I smoke too much in university and I get paranoid. If you're gonna smoke the weed, uh, I, would, I would try and stick with the strains that have higher CBD, the cannabinoids, which is like the body buzz, because the high THC strains are the ones that are gonna jack up your anxiety and they're also gonna, you know, might gateway you into other things like smoking a cigarette or having too many beers or whatever. Um, for the alcohol, Friday, Saturday night with your boys where you have two or three beers a night, I think it's perfectly all right. If you earned it for that week, perfectly acceptable. As long as you, as alcohol is not a problem for you. Even a beer or two at night is not the worst thing in the world. Or if you can switch that to a glass of red wine, a glass of red wine once or twice, one or two glasses of red wine at night is actually healthy for you. It's healthy for your heart. Um, and so that I don't think is a problem, but the drugs that you take during the day should be the ones that sort of enhance your performance. And then at night you can do a bit more of the recreational stuff like the alcohol and the weed. But as far as the drugs go, I think alcohol in moderation, weed in moderation, if it doesn't make you paranoid, fenibit, kratom in moderation are all good to go. Um, ideally you don't have to do any and you can just be super happy and satisfied with everything. Um, however, you know, if something's lacking in your life and, you know, you want an extra type of reward and it's something that you can have in control, I don't think it's a bad thing. Okay. But you just got to make sure that you have like the least harmful vice. So if like, you know, quitting cigarettes to go to, you know, getting hooked on junk food is, is, is trading one devil for the other. So you got to get to a point where you have like sort of the least harmful ones possible, okay? You don't want to just trade one bad habit for the other. You want to 
you know, be able to manage things where, you know, it's not a question of um, developing really bad habits, okay? Anything where you feel like, oh man, I'm playing with fire or something, you probably should get rid of, or at least try to, okay? Because with drugs and stuff, it can, it can be a slippery slope, but you just gotta stay on top of your game and remember that like, you don't have to be perfect, I don't think. And I think everyone has some type of a vice. But you just gotta make sure that you're doing the less, a less harmful vice, all right? So, in summary, okay? The guy who's the most fucked up, who needs the drugs the most, cannot do the drugs, okay, at all. Because it's gonna be an addictive thing for you. If you've had addictions in the, pro in the past where you had to go to rehab and stuff, cannot do the drugs, period, sorry. Um, dopamine agonist, cocaine, Adderall, stuff like that, cannot do. Hardcore shit, LSD, heroin, crack cocaine, meth, no. Um, stuff like ayahuasca and peyote, if you're around like a spiritual teacher, it's like a trip and you've got some, and you want to do that like a couple times a year, that's not a big deal, okay? The alcohol, a couple times a week in moderation, weed, maybe a couple times a week in moderation if it doesn't make you paranoid, and Fenibit and Kratom a few times in moderation, I think are okay, as long as it's not a problem. If it's becoming a problem, you gotta get rid of it. I'm not, and don't think that I'm giving you permission to do drugs here, and you think, well, I can do it because Will said, no. I'm giving you the opportunity to test that shit out, but, within control and you're monitoring yourself to see, okay, can I do this without developing a problem? But again, the ideal is not doing any drugs and being able to be happy in that way. And lastly, if you are gonna be fucking with the drugs, you can only be fucking with them when you've got that achievement mentality. When you have that mentality of you're waking up, you're organized, you're ready to do shit, and the drugs are just like a little bonus, a little reward that you get for handling all your business. When you don't have an achievement mentality, you have a pleasure-seeking mentality. And when your pleasure-seeking mentality is your primary priority, there's no there's no stopping what how bad there's no stopping how how bad things can get when you just have a pure pleasure-seeking mentality. Okay, that's how people end up as drug addicts. Um, everyone who's a drug addict has that just chasing pleasure mentality instead of chasing pleasure through achievement getting high off the achievement, like I did, look what I did with my business, look what I built, look what I did with my body, look what I um, accomplished. Okay, that has to be your first way of, of getting fulfillment. Believe me, I've been there where I'm just looking for any high, like weed, alcohol, cigarettes, I'm, you know, girls, and, and, and it's a very quick road to hell when, when that's all you can see. So hopefully that sums everything up for you, my take on drugs. I mean, again, it's a, I always try and give you like the balanced view, all right? So like the balanced view is like, ideally you don't do any. If you're gonna do some, you do sort of the, the, the moderate ones that act as performance enhancers that, that boost your mood a little bit, but you're still very functional on them. And then maybe at night, once or two times a week, you can do some of the more recreational ones like alcohol or weed. Of course, if that's legal and doesn't make you high in anxiety and to, but to play with them you've got to have that achievement mentality you got to keep your eyes on the prize and 
and recognize, okay, am I playing with fire with this one? Okay. For me, I can, I can take alcohol or leave it, but some guys, you know, that's game over for them. So stay on top of yourself, stay on top of your game. And uh, let me know if you have any questions in the comment section or if there's anything that you um, didn't understand. That's it. As always, I wish you all the best in your personal development journey. Check out my site, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. Um, check out my books, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com slash books. iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook videos, YouTube, just all up in your fucking internet. I'm everywhere. So check me out. Thank you so much. Much love.